The following podcast is for fun. If you're interested in debating whether the sport featured in this episode isn't obscure, or to argue whether the sport isn't even a sport at all, please listen to another podcast about obscure sports. Oh wait, there isn't one. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody and welcome to the Obscure Sports Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Tyler. And what are we going to be talking about in this episode? Football, Josh. Oh, football. I know a lot about football. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, football um, is the game uh, where uh, my beloved New England Patriots uh, uh, won the Super Bowl. Let me clarify one thing real quick. Australian rules football. Oh. Is it is it the same thing? Absolutely not. Do they wear helmets? Nope. Shoulder pads? Nope. Knee pads? Nope. Does Nike sponsor everything? I don't think so. So Australian rules. Australian rules, which means this primarily takes place in Australia. Well, that's that's really good because I don't know if you know this, but I am a master of accents. Oh, go so for it, please. For the whole episode, I'll be doing my Australian accent. Can you give a little sample right sure. now? Sure. Yeah. Hello, governor. That's really bad, and that sounds a little more British. Oh. All right. Okay. Should well, we just get started then, yeah, Why don't you tell me about okay. uh, Aussie Rules Football? <laughs> well, Josh, Aussie Rules Football uh, began in 1859 from a gentleman uh, named Tom Wills, who was actually, he played cricket during, during the summer. Was he Australian? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He played cricket, and he wanted something to do in the wintertime to keep him and his teammates active. So this is a winter sport? It's a winter sport, but in Australia, it's during uh, North America. It's during the Northern Hemisphere summer. So it's a winter summer sport. Winter sport for them, summer sport for us. I see. So uh, they wanted to do something to keep them active during the uh, uh, during the off season. So they created this football, as it's called, uh, uh, originally down there. And actually, its set of rules was signed in 1859, making it older than soccer. But older than football? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I say soccer because soccer is what it's is what football is known here in North America, but yeah. it's older than football in Europe. I see. Yeah. Organized football. Correct. But not. I mean, kicking a ball towards a goal. Yeah, an official with rule, an official yeah. league with rules and everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's oh that's the key is that the rules were signed and agreed upon back in 1859 in Australia. I see. Okay. So is this like uh, American football in the sense that uh, you barely use your feet and um, you uh, mostly mostly use your hands? You cannot throw the football here. Oh. You can hold on to it, but you can't actually throw it. It is primarily kicked. That is the main way of... So it makes a lot of sense that this gentleman uh, back in the 1850s called it football. Absolutely. Because it is truly a football game as opposed to our football, which which is a passing game. And it yeah. comes down to basically two sets of kicking, and that's yeah. not even as important. Um so most certainly uh, football in the true sense where you are kicking the ball. But there are other ways to move it around. You can actually punch the ball with a, with a closed fist to move it along. 
Uh, and opponents, too. Yes, anyone can. The ball is always up for grabs. No, I meant you can also punch your opponents. No, no, oh. no, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no. You can't do that pretty much in any sport unless it's boxing or MMA or something like that. All right. Yeah, no, boxing, uh, a punching opponents is not a good thing. Okay. Um, but you can punch the football, like I said. You can also uh, run with the football, but here's the key. You have to dribble it. And okay. this is And this looks like a football. It's, it doesn't have the pointed end pointed ends uh, 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 of American football, so it's really hard to dribble. But you still have to dribble it at least every. So it's an oddly shaped ball. Yes. Yeah, so make dribbling it is very difficult. So have you ever tried to dribble or off, off an American football? Not easy to do. It bounces all over the place. So the, obviously the big thing to do is to kick the ball. So uh, if you're trying to advance the ball, is it like basketball in dribbling? No, you don't have to dribble every step you take or every two steps. You have to dribble at least every 15 meters. But there's really no markings on the field, so you kind of just have to have an idea in your head. I see. Um, if you go past the 15 meters without dribbling, uh, the umpire, which are refs there, yeah. uh, blow the whistle and you have to give up the and you have to give up possession to the other team. I see. But it, is it like basketball where that's not called? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's pretty strict. It's not. Yeah. It's not the preferential four steps, and you're still not traveling treatment sure. of okay. the NBA. Um, so, but I, I won't go back to kicking because that's the important yeah, yeah. piece of this. Uh, there are many types of kicking, Josh, um, but can you guess how many are commonly used in in the game? Different ways to kick yeah, the ball? Yeah, different ways. Ten. Three. Three, okay. Three. <laughs> Way off, but I, 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 I want to explain the differences between the three ways of sure. kicking the ball, okay? First one is a drop kick, and that's the most common Oh, used. like the Murphys. No, 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 they're not a band. You don't kick a band. Oh, okay. No, and uh, it is used uh, because it is the most accurate way to kick Okay. and you'll be able to pin it in where you want it. Just like straight? Straight, yep, most accurate, and you're going to be able to land it wherever you pretty much want to land it. And how do you do that? So you're gonna hold. So you so you hold the ball out and then you drop it from you know about where your waist is. Yeah. And you kick it just as it's about to hit the ground or right as it does hit the ground, and it gives you the most accurate kick. Obviously, this takes a lot of skill and practice to get to this point. Yeah. Um, like a punter. Nope, that's actually the next kind of kick. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's called a torpedo kick. Okay. And that's more like a punter because what that does is that that creates a backspin on the ball. Now that gives you the most distance because it's cutting through the air. I see. So a punter in, in in American football will will use that style and that and he's and he's actually kicking the ball way before it hits the ground. Yeah. Um, and then the final kick is called a cheek side uh, or, or or banana kick where where you try and hit it with the side of your foot and it curves around. So if you have someone who's potentially going to try and block you yep. or is close enough to block, you can kick the ball so it curves around them. I see. And um, in Australia, it would curve uh, clockwise as opposed to counterclockwise. <laughs> yeah so kicking is 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 a major part of the game and that's primarily how a lot of the points are scored but you know josh uh, uh you tend to get me on tangents about things sorry so i want to go back a little bit about the, about the history yeah because uh, we kind of skipped over you know 1859 to now okay so we have a little Wait, bit of a bridge did stuff happen between then a little bit okay. not, a, a little bit um so back when it uh, when uh, when the first rules were signed in um what tended to be the case was you just had these little like inter-squad little games between um, certain suburbs of um, of Melbourne or Victoria, mm-hmm. uh, Australia, and it wasn't you know there's no real collective organization. It was just people just playing and have a set of rules to follow. Um, but when it, what ended up happening is that in the 1920s, um, one big league formed, 
and it really took control of, of the sport called of the Victorian Football League. And at one point, the VFL. Yeah, the VFL. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who know the VFL, yeah, yeah. Um, and it had upwards of twelve teams at most uh, in its in its league. And the issue with the VFL though was that uh, free agency existed. Mm. So VFL were able to just pluck players, uh, the best players from anywhere, and and use them on your team. And it really affected it because um, these smaller little areas that wanted to have a team weren't able to because you would play for your adopted team, as, as they call it, which I call your free agent team, as opposed to the town that initially like drafted you or picked you or wanted you to be on their team initially. Um, so, that, so that went on for years. And that was the thing. Victorian Football League ruled um, Aussie football. Okay. So, so the, the, the free agents, the, the ones who were the best at the sport, they were able to go to the, the towns that could afford them uh, and they made the you know the the ten million, twenty million dollar contracts. I think that's a little bit much as okay. to what they'd make, but yeah. I think in in, in reference to that would probably be the gap. You know where where your low levels were like making a million, these people were making twenty twenty five million. Sure. So you obviously went to where the money was, and you know, and you didn't necessarily care about your other team. Um, but what happened is that in nineteen seventy seven. They eliminated free agency essentially, and they, oh. yeah, and they created the state of origin rule, which meant that you played for the team that originally drafted you, for your whole career, for your career. What if, but how do you get paid? You still got paid, just that you didn't necessarily were, uh, were you know the teams weren't able to stack teams with a lot of money, yeah. so it it, it created a. a unevenness between the teams well maybe but does it create an evenness for the players i mean how is that fair to the players that's not that's not the case now but what that but what that did is that the victorian football league then wasn't as powerful i see and then now and then that led the way for the current um league which is the australian football league oh the the afl the afl correct yeah so what that did is that that kind of broke up that Monopoly at the top, yeah, and allowed um, for a more structured um, league to take over. Well, those are two extremes. You have you, you have the extreme of total free agency, and you have the extreme of no free agency. One's very fair to players. One's very fair to owners. So, does the AFL have salary caps? That kind of thing. Yeah. So now, yep. so now they, so now they're at a point where they're a little bit of both. Much like our our sports leagues here in America, you have either salary cap or in baseballs, you have free agency, which is probably the strongest yeah. um, free agency market in a, in all of major sports because there is no salary cap. Um, soccer, well, yeah, yeah. Well, soccer, not Euro- even yeah, European not even football, has... not even counting. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, you're absolutely right. Um, so now with this with this uh, Australian football league, you have you have the proper mix. It's not one side being in a uh, you know the owners or the players making decisions is a little bit of both and that allowed um, the sport to expand outside of just the uh, Victoria Melbourne area into uh, the entire country of Australia okay uh, and now they currently have 18 different teams um, that play weekly much like uh, American football they play weekly they play through a season and then they have a championship um, after 23 rounds mm-hmm. um, and the championship is called the premier championship cup so that's their big oh yeah trophy at the end of the year, no jackets in the sport. 
no no jackets um but cups just, are nice cups are very nice it's actually the shape of a football much like the lombardi trophy for football for uh, to give reference to people if they've seen that before um but it's in the shape of the australian football cool um Speaking of Australian football, what do you think's on the football? Like what? Like what image do you think would be on a football? Uh, a shrimp on a Barbie. Uh, no. A koala bear. Close. You're getting closer. You have <laughs> a dingo eating a baby. Kangaroo. Oh, a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> At least the thing that is on their ball uh, is known for its kicking ability. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Absolutely right. Do they play in all types of weather? Um, yep, it's all the arenas are outdoors. Nice. Um, so they're playing outside. I, uh, I doubt they play in lightning, but I'm sure anything else goes for them. Okay, so that's that's good to know where the sport comes from. How do I play it? Do you have 36 of your closest friends available? Um, I don't have 36 friends. Oh, well, that'd be kind of tough. <laughs> um, 30, so, 36 players on the field? On the field at once. Plus four subs for each team. So really each team is comprised of 22 players, totaling 44. Yeah. But there are 18 players on the field at once. Wow. Uh, an American football field could f- easily fit into um, an Aussie Rules football stadium. It is it's, it's it's huge. It is, it is quite large. Um, I, I equate it. It looks like an oval. If you were to cut like a tennis ball and flatten it out yeah. and, get, and get that oval shape, and you still have the white lines there. That kind of represents what a uh, uh, the white lines on the and, and they curve. Is it kind of like the shape of the ball? Yeah, it most certainly is. Without the pointed, what's nice is it doesn't have the pointed end. You have goalposts at each yeah. end, and that's how you determine your. Could score. you imagine if other sports were played on the shape of their ball, like tennis played in a circle? That would be interesting. I, I think the only one that might be feasible would be hockey, because you could play on a play, play on, on a circle. You yeah. know, have four teams out there at once. Sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that would be uh, tennis would be quite fun to see <laughs> rolling around all over the place. So yeah, so there's 18 players on 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 each team. What's unique about this is that there's no like assigned position per se. Really, um, you can be anywhere in the field at any point in time. It's not like uh, in football where you have a defense and an offense. They come on and off the field. It's, Which is something that actually really annoys me about football. Yeah, are there are there though? People who specialize in certain things. Yeah, there are there are there are a few uh, specialized areas. Um, so if somebody, for instance, was a a, a a better kicker for accuracy, they would probably be within range more often to score goals. Yeah, a typical setup is to have six backfielders who are more defensive. So there might be some of your taller guys who can block. Um, and then you have your six midfielders who yep. can do a little bit of both. Running. And then your six uh, forwards who can who have that better accuracy kicking-wise. Sure. Um, or And then that way what that allows is a good uh, mix. But again, you could have them all over the place. There's no, yep. other, there's no structure to it, at least in the sense of a rule saying where you have to be. Um, but there are some similarities to um, soccer and other sports that um, – uh, uh, other come with it. There are free kicks, um, so if there's a foul committed or you actually catch a ball, if you're if if you kick the ball and I'm on your team and I catch it, I get a free kick from there. Oh, which is really nice because if I'm close to the goal, the other team can't block it. So it's really important to be able to catch the ball from being kicked. That's called a mark. Yeah, and that's one of the important things 
in Aussie Rules football because you do get that free kick from wherever you catch the ball. Um, and what's really cool is that you is that you're not allowed to push somebody, but you can jump on their back to try and make a catch. And there are some spectacular catches that you could see. So if I'm in back of you, I could use my legs and kind of jump on your back without putting my hands on you to try and catch the ball. So I get that extra height. Oh, like CGI Legolas. Yes. So we talked about kicking, and that's that's the primary way to yeah. move the ball, and, and and that's why catching is very important because you do get the free kick from there. Um, however, you do see sometimes people uh, uh, punching the ball, like I mentioned, um, like in handball, where you just have to kind of just give it a good just push. a whack, just a good whack, and you you don't you don't you don't have the control, but it's a good way to get the ball away from somebody, or even to block it, um, give it a good punch. You have a little more control than a flat hand. Sure. And then there's the dribbling. Um, which you uh, you can actually run, run with the ball, but you have to uh, dribble within every 15 meters, um, which is uh, difficult to do, like we said, with a pointed ball. That's why kicking is the most important way. Can you lateral it? No, you can't actually throw the ball. So if they want to lateral it, they have to have it kind of in one hand and give it up. And, and punch it out of their Sort hand. of like a volleyball when you're serving. I see. You want to punch out of your hand. So no, you can't. It's actually illegal to throw the ball. If you were to throw the ball, it would be a turnover. All right. And the other team would gain possession immediately. I see. Um, now, the way the teams gain possession is either by, you know, catching the ball from a kick or if you have the ball getting tackled. Um, and you can tackle someone from their shoulders down uh, down to their knees. And as soon as you're tackled, the team has to immediately give the ball up to the uh, uh, tackling team. And if you don't, you get a penalty for that too. So it's a very fast-paced, always kind of moving game. And physical, it sounds like. Oh, very physical. I mean, with the field so large, you're, you're basically – not stopping from running. I mean, I mean, you're running a lot. Are, are injuries a, a big issue? Because uh, in our uh, version of football, um, the players are essentially coddled with all of their equipment that's protecting every part of them. Then you said these guys don't wear helmets. No, I think what that does is that that creates a more respect on the hitting aspect. They're not going to cheap shot you. They're not going to go for the head. They're not going to go for the big hit. I see. Because they know that... You know, you're not wearing him. I'm not wearing him. I'm not going to try and go after you and, and cause harm to myself just to tackle the ball. That's why they're very strict about between getting hit between the shoulders and the knees. Mm. Um, it creates, a, like I said, a safer environment so that, you know. You and know I assume that, there's rules on how to tackle properly and, and uh, how to uh, go for the ball without injuring people. And Yep, yep. And really, I mean, you're not holding on the ball. I mean, the key to the game is not holding on to the ball for long. Yeah. Really, you're going to kick the ball as soon as you get it, or if you have an open field, that's when you're going to run and start dribbling or run and then kick it a little bit. But you don't want to have, you don't want to be in possession of the ball for long. Um, and if you, and if the ball is in possession, and you're not moving with it. Uh, the ref will stop, and it becomes a jump ball um, situation. So the ball always has to be moving. You know, just can't stop. You just can't stand there and wait and kind of set up your players, um, unless it's during a free kick. So a typical game is played over four quarters of 20 minutes each. The real interesting thing here is that the time is not shown. Oh. So the only people who know about the time are the timekeepers, the umps. Um, so a player, so players don't know how much time is left. They just go by a starting siren and an ending siren. And that's oh. it. Okay. So, like, the public doesn't know how much time is left. I mean, you can kind of have an idea, but you don't necessarily know. If now, is it a, a, a true 20 minutes, or are there injury timeouts? Um, five or, or 10 minutes can be added on, depending on how long um, things go. Um, but they typically stop the clock for out-of-bounds, um, for free kicks, 
and for time scored after a goal. When you watch on TV, do you see the time? That was one of the things that they did mention. They do try and put a clock on there. Yeah. But again, it's tough because you don't necessarily know what the timekeeper is stopping time for or not stopping time for. I see. So it's um, sort so of it's, accurate. It's sort of accurate. Sometimes it could be off by a couple of seconds. Sometimes it, I'm sure it could be off for um, you know, 30 seconds or 40 seconds or even longer. How would that affect your strategy, not knowing you just got to keep going at you, it? You got you to go full, a full bore the whole time. It's not yeah. like you can... Unless you're ahead by a lot and then you can start to... Hold on to possession. Well, that that that's a tough thing to do. It's hard to keep possession yeah. um, because you're always trying because you you just can't hold on to the ball. You have to keep moving it. So I think the trick might be there if you know you're up big is to just kick the ball as far over as you can. I think this is a ploy by the timekeeper to make their job more important. Oh, I'm the only one who knows exactly what time it is. Oh, but we would like to know. No, no, no. I'm not giving up that power. That's my power. Make yourself important, then you know you got a job. <laughs> the the timekeeper union is very strong. It's very strong in Australia. <laughs> very strong. I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with them. All right. So you you, you talked a lot about how the ball moves, but um, I mean, do you score? Like, how much? What is the score worth? Do you? Like, are they high scoring games? Are they low scoring games? Um, all right. So there's a couple questions in there. Um, most certainly, they're they're they do score points. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Okay, um, they're they're not just running into each other for nothing. No, absolutely not. You know, um, so they do score points. Um, there are two different uh, uh, totals you can get. You can either score six or one point. Now, at the end of each uh, end of the field are uh, two sets of goalposts. One uh, one on the inside that are six point nine four meters apart. Um, that goes straight up, just like a regular goal post would. Yeah. And that's your main scoring avenue. Okay. If you kick the ball through there and it's not touched by any player on any team, it's worth six points. Okay. Now, outside of these uh, uh, goal posts are, are an outer set, and they're another 6.94 meters away from those. Now, if the ball goes through those, those it's only worth one point. Okay. Um, if the ball is touched by another player or by your own team, it's only worth one point, no matter what goalpost it goes through. Okay. And if a ball hits a goalpost, it's only worth no one matter point. what goalpost. No matter what goalpost, it's worth one point. Okay. Um, so yeah, there there are games that are high scoring, um, because you know six points if you keep getting it through that middle set without sure. being touched. Um, again, that's where the free kick really comes into play, uh, because if you're not bothered, you have a better chance of kicking it straight through the goalpost. Um, and their score is kept by an original, so they have three numbers. Um, the, the first number represents how many six points goals you scored. The second number, which is then a point, uh, it goes, you know, 16 for instance, point, 18, and then in parentheses the total. So that way you can keep track of how many goals they scored, how many, um, the one points are called behinds, and then the total score. Um, so, so for instance, if some team scored a 16.12, that means they scored 16 goals and 12 behinds for a total of 108 points. So that's high scoring. And Is that a typical... Yeah, a lot of the scores that I've seen, you know, I could, I, I even saw them in the 150 ranges, oh but goodness. some as low as in the 70s. So again, that's, you know, it all depends on how good of a game you play that day or, you know, if you're kicking games off or if it's windy, who knows what could sure. affect the ball. Um, so, the, so what's nice about... Um, you know, I go. I've always been mentioning the mark and catching the football. Yeah. If you and not and if you don't know where the time and if you don't know how much time is left, you go by these sirens. 
So if you are if you catch the ball and the siren goes off, you have the ability to still make that free kick. So you can score after the time has ended. Because you have one last final possession. Correct. So if you catch a football and you have that right to uh, take that mark, which is that free kick, and the siren goes, you can still make that kick. So you, that could make or break a game. You could get no points. You could get six. You could get one. And if you're down by five, you get six, you win the game if it's in the fourth quarter. But that's true for any of the four quarters. But I'm sure the most interesting ones are the fourth quarter ones when the games are close. But, yeah, no, the game is meant to be played fast speeds, um, hard hitting, and score a lot of points. Um, it is the biggest um, crowd gathering, biggest, highest attended sport in Australia. Mm-hmm. Is it only played in Australia? Um, it's played in other countries, um, but um, a lot of international games, they have to do modified rules. I mean, it's there in the title, Aussie rules. Yeah. It's from Australia. Yeah. It's not like New Zealand rules football. Do they play in New Zealand? Uh, there's not a there's not a team in the AFL that plays there. Well, uh, Tyler and I are about to attempt this sport. Let's uh, just very briefly say that when we say we're going to a- attempt a sport, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to attempt it fully, but it does mean that we'll attempt some aspect of it. So uh, we're going to go kick around a football through some uprights and yeah. see how we do. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to do what aspect of Aussie Rules football? We're going to attempt to kick a football through the uprights. But we're going to kick an American football. Correct. Because we don't we have don't access have to access the, to the footballs football. with the kangaroos on them. Correct. Okay. And uh, how are we going to... Because uh, we're, we're we don't have a full team, so we're not going to be tackling each other and such. So it's just one-on-one, and we're just going to do kicks. And how are we going to score this? We are going to play uh, a version of horse, but we're going to call it dingo. Dingo. How do you play horse? What is Horse is a basketball game. Usually. Horse is more of a basketball game where you pick a spot, you try and make a shot from there, and then the other person has to make the same shot from there. Yeah. If you miss it, then you get an H, and the first person to spell out horse loses. In our case, it will be the first person to spell dingo loses. That makes sense. All right, so uh, we're standing in front of some uprights. We're about to be judged by some high school football players. Uh, what better scene? <laughs> I can think of nothing better, Josh. <laughs> to uh, kick a football in than this. I really don't want to do it now. <laughs> It'll be fine, just like we were judged playing mini golf. We weren't we judged. judged. We weren't judged. We weren't judged playing mini golf because we were awesome at it. Yes, very true. All Except right. for me at the end. How far apart are the uh, are the uprights? Do you know? I don't know. I would assume maybe 15 feet. Okay. Josh just made his kick from the 10-yard line, just a little bit inside of the left hash mark. Um, let's see what I can do to see if I get a D or if I uh, stand a chance. It's good. 
All right, Tyler avoids the D. Here we are, a couple 30-year-old guys being judged by high schoolers in shoulder pads. Oh, he's, Tyler's going way out here, way out. I don't think he's got the distance. He does not have the distance. I gotta tell you, Tyler, I've never felt as chubby as I felt right now with three high schoolers watching us play on the bleachers. <laughs> oh man, Tyler's ball has gone across the street. There he goes. He pretends to climb the fence, but he remembers he's in his 30s and there's high schoolers watching us. <laughs> And now he takes the long walk of shame to go get his ball on the other side of the road. Today's episode brought to you by the feelings of insecurity I felt when I was younger and wasn't a jock. <laughs> Tyler's kick. <laughs> you are really bad at this, Josh. Hey, all right, looks like we have a made field goal. Bonus points for not going over. All right, Josh made that kick from the 10 yard line. Let's see if Tyler can let her. Uh, I did not let her in sports in high school. Did not let her in sports in high school, no. D for Tyler. And on the other side of the fence. Josh is going back a little bit further this time. That looks good and that might be over the fence. Josh would say something here about it being psychological warfare that I'm letting him have the lead and that I'm not winning. Um, like he did in mini golf. However, it backfired, so I'm not gonna. And I lost, so I'm not gonna say anything this time. He's only gonna hear this when he edits the podcast. Tyler just threw the ball to me, landed in my hands, and then fell out. I'd like to remind you, high schoolers on the bleachers. <laughs> you know, one would not describe me as fat, but I do need to exercise because I am cramping just from running back and forth getting a football. Why are we doing a podcast where we have to perform the sports ourselves? Simple. We need to exercise. We're also rapidly losing daylight, and we both are terrible at this. Oh, it's good. I have to make my kick to avoid the eye. Eye for Tyler. <laughs> and the crossbar again. Tyler has D-I-N. Post, okay, I'm sorry. I'll fix it in post. The upright. Can I say upright? Sure. Josh going for an off-angle kick here, it looks like. From the hash, just makes it over. Tyler misses, and it hits the fence, making a ding sound, which is ironic, because that's the letters he has. I'm not gonna catch it one-handed, because I don't want to look like an idiot in front of a bunch of high schoolers. I still, I still I have some issues from when I was in high school. I think we're still, I think we're way past looking like idiots to these high schoolers. <laughs> Tyler throws the football down the court and I grab it. It's a field, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. Not really sure why I wore jeans to this. What? I said, I'm not really sure why I wore jeans to this, not the uh, proper apparel. Uh, I tell you right now, I stink so bad from all the sweating. Tyler got it through. Some pressure on me now. He got two in a row. Oh, Josh misses. Gets the D. Tyler's not shut out, which in his mind is a very 
very large victory. Oh, oh no. Josh now has a DI. We are really running out of daylight. We're gonna be we're gonna be kicking in the dark. There's there's no lights at this field. Some street lights. What we have to do now, for those of you listening at home, is I will be whoever's not kicking will be standing by the goalpost so we can see if the ball actually makes it over it or not. Um, since it is so dark. So you won't actually be around the kicker. Not only are the high schoolers on the bleachers taunting us, but now the crickets are too. It is late. And the only light is the blinking green light of my recording equipment. Josh has now received the football from me if they're chasing it down. I'm not getting into position. No good. Josh is now at DIN. I'm at DING. We're getting right down to the end here. Josh is climbing, a, climbing the fence to get over. Take that, high schoolers. I can still hop a fence. Whew. Probably a fatal mistake, hopping the fence. Try to save a few steps. Tyler's going back to the same spot. It's good. It is getting dark. I've decided to stay on the other side of the fence. I still have a view of the goalposts. Pretty good view. Now if he hits it over, I'm right here to catch it. It is short, no good. No good. Josh now has D-I-N-G. We're now tied at Ding. And I am kicking for the win. It's through. This will be Josh's first kick under losing pressure. Were you wide? Yeah. Oh, Tyler makes the comeback from being down D-I-N-G to now making Josh go D-I-N-G-O. Tyler's celebration is a little subdued due to pure exhaustion. Good game. We're fat. <laughs> Are they over there? No, no. no. They're long gone. We outlasted the high school. Alright. Well, we've now played our second game. And I think uh, next week we'll play, we'll pick something that I'm better at. <sighs> Hi Josh. Hi. How you doing over there? It's really dark outside. It is. I, I couldn't see anything. You know what I saw? Uh, besides sweat dripping from your forehead? I saw victory. You saw victory? <laughs> <laughs> and it looked amazing. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. Uh, I should have really won that. Because I was so far ahead. You were you were really ahead and just couldn't finish it. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Hey, it happens. Anyway, you can submit your ideas for future episodes by emailing us at obscuresportspodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ObscurePodcast. We are members of the Nerdy Legion Network where you can find other great shows like Comically by going to nerdylegion.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.